Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of My Wellness podcast. This is your host, Danny, and I am excited that we have another client spotlight episode. You guys are loving these episodes because you're able to connect with other women going through similar journeys who I've worked with through macros and building sustainable habits. And hearing their stories has really resonated with a lot of you. So I'm so excited to bring back another one of my past clients, Christina, who I've now worked with twice. And in this episode, we dive into her experience transitioning out of a keto diet and into macros and what that experience was like, as well as the huge transformational shifts that she had throughout her time working together one-on-one. Christina is also a total badass, and she has her own design firm, Sun Soul Style Interiors, and she lives in North Shore, Kauai, and she has been in a ton of publications like Rue Magazine, Architectural Digest, Apartment Therapy, and so many more. And with her lifestyle, she travels as well. So we dive into how she navigates traveling because this is a huge topic with a lot of women that I work with who feel like they can't achieve a macro goal or be steady with their nutrition because of the amount of travel or how many dinners they're eating out for work. So we dive into this in this episode too. But one of the most amazing things that I saw through Christina's journey working together was just her shift in mindset around the scale and what success looked like. And she is a prime example of seeing complete body transformation change, but not necessarily seeing that number reflected on the scale. Yes, she lost about 10 pounds on the scale, but when you're looking at photos, you'd think it was a lot more. And we dive into that in this episode, but it is a prime example of how the scale might not be the best unit of measurement to look at to dictate if you're seeing success or not. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be in your presence again. It's been a little bit since we've worked together and chatted, but I'm really excited to share your story today and sharing other people's experiences has really been helpful for others. And I know that yours is going to be helpful for a ton of people. So I'm really excited that you're here. 
Yeah, I'm excited to talk about everything macros. To kick it off, tell us what was your journey like before you really dove into my program and experienced macros and lifestyle changes? What were you doing and was it working for you? What did that look like? Yeah. So backing up a bit, I mean, I've always been pretty active. I grew up as a dancer. I was like a competitive dancer. And then I've always sort of been like into health and fitness. But I would say sort of like between my late 20s, early 30s, I definitely started, you know, sort of putting on a little extra weight that I I had a hard time losing. And, you know, I was constantly sort of punishing myself with these like long cardio sessions. Then I got really into HIT and I did a lot of Barry's boot camp. And there's nothing wrong with those. I think just I realized that my goal was sort of fat loss and to tone up. And those weren't really achieving those goals. And then Right before I got married in 2019, I did keto and I actually did lose a ton of weight very quickly doing keto. But I think the problem for keto with keto for me is that it was really hard to keep off. And I don't think I was doing it in a way where I was thinking about sort of retaining or gaining muscle. It was just like a whole lot of water weight came off. And then six months after my wedding, I had put the weight back on. So I was sort of doing this yo-yo diet thing. And then I think the tricky thing with me with keto was that I sort of ended up in this eating pattern where every time I wanted a snack or a meal, I would focus it around fat because that's what I was used to. But because my body was no longer in ketosis, I was basically just eating a high fat diet and then putting on weight. I just mentally was looking for a little bit of a shift around the way that I ate a way that I could eat that would support my workouts and my energy and a way that I could sort of, yeah, lose a little bit of weight and also tone up and feel really strong and supported. And so, you know, I moved backing up a bit, like I moved to Hawaii where I am now in 2020. And actually, while I was here, I discovered weight training, which was incredible. And I highly recommend to anyone who's interested in weight training, even if you can't really like afford working with you know, a private coach all the time doing maybe a couple intro sessions with a group or a coach just to sort of get the basics of safe movement. That was really fundamental for me. But I wanted sort of a diet that would support my strength training program. And I found that eating sort of this high fat diet while not really being in ketosis was not supporting my energy. So that's when I came to you. Yeah, I remember when you did come to me and we we met for the first time, How far along were you with your strength training? Like, when was that shift for you from more of that cardio focus to strength training? So, I had been doing pretty serious heavy lifting strength training for about a year when I met you. And I was definitely getting stronger, but I wasn't seeing sort of the body recomposition that I was seeing others get with strength training. And I did have a friend here on Hawaii who sort of did like a light intro to macros with me. And that's when I sort of really wanted to dive deeper and like work with a coach one-on-one so that I could really kind of like understand how I could use that sort of nutrition model to support my work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with strength training, I'm so glad you mentioned strength training right off the bat, because as you know, that's something that I preach in congruence with macros, because as you know, you can see the most incredible body recomposition changes when you pair the two. And I think so often a lot of women, I know I did in the past, and I don't know how it was with you transitioning to strength training, but I had such a cardio 
or calorie burn mindset. Mm -hmm. And it took a little bit of time to get to being comfortable with strength training and kind of getting out of that calorie burn mindset on your Apple Watch. Yeah, exactly. So let's dive into when you started with macros. What was your first thoughts when you kind of got your macro assessment, you started tracking, what came up for you? Was it really challenging for you? Was it something that you loved right off the bat? What was that experience like for you at the very beginning? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I think what was good about it was I liked the structure of it. And I think what I was shocked about it at first was how many carbohydrates I was eating, honestly, like coming from keto. And and when I worked with you, we went straight into a cut. So honestly, like now that I'm have eaten at macro maintenance, I realized that, you know, that carb count was actually pretty low for me. But at the time I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, I can eat a sandwich. Yeah. Like that was <laughs> really, to me, it felt very free. I was also shocked that it was kind of like this switch in mentality that like no food is really off limits when you're doing macros. And I think that's what's really kind of cool and has been my biggest mindset shift around my relationship with food is that there was no food that's diet food or any food that's off limits. It's all about the proportions that you eat them in. And so, you know, when you're trying to lose fat, you're in a cut, you're maybe eating a little bit less fat, but you can still have it on your plate. And so I think that was a little bit of a shock to me. It was just kind of reframing that thinking around it. But I think for me, I think the structure of macros, I was really into. And it made it really easy for me to see a very clear path forward. And having the support of you and the macro group was also incredibly helpful as well, just in terms of like staying focused and motivated. When you mentioned, because I know there's going to be other people listening who are maybe doing the keto diet or they're on some other like low carb diet. When you did transition to macros, even though, as you said, we did start in a cut and your carb count, although it was more than what you were eating, it was still quite lower compared to where you're at now and at maintenance. But when you transitioned, what were some of the things that you started noticing? Did you notice like more energy in your workouts with the additional carbohydrates? Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the thing with keto that I'm sure other people listening who have done keto will tell you is that unless you are in true ketosis, I mean, I have to say when I was in true ketosis, you do get this amazing burst of energy. It's pretty cool. But to maintain that level of ketosis is very hard. And it takes a lot of work. You have to pee on these sticks. I mean, it's like a whole thing. So I think I hadn't gotten sort of that energy burst in a really long time. And I found as I started to introduce carbohydrates back into my diet, they really fueled my workouts, especially when I was doing heavy lifts. Like, I, you know, I would eat a piece of Ezekiel bread with a little bit of peanut butter and some banana before my workout. And those carbs, I mean, when you're going straight into a workout, I mean, you burn right through those carbs and they are just like fuel for the workout. And so that was really cool to sort of see that carbs were not going to make me fat. If anything, they made me feel full. They made me feel energized. And so that was like a really big mindset shift for me. And now I love carbs. Yeah. Carbs are the best. (laughs) How was it for you with protein? Because I'm sure you were focusing on protein with the keto diet. And how was it also with having to lower fat coming from such a high fat diet? Because I know that can be challenging as well. Yeah, lowering fat was definitely tricky for me. But basically, before I did, when I was doing keto and even after that, 
you know, as I was saying, anytime I wanted a snack, the first thing I would go to is fat. So it's like, okay, let me get a scoop of like peanut butter or yeah, let me put some avocado on this piece of toast. Like that was sort of what I went to. And so basically what I did is I was like, okay, now when I go for a snack, I'm not going to go directly for fat. I'm going to go to protein. And so that switch actually felt really natural to me. It was just like shifting what I went for. And I definitely felt like that the protein kept me full longer and made me feel a little bit lighter throughout the day. Like those heavy fat meals sometimes would really weigh me down. Again, like not being in true ketosis. And so switching over to kind of that protein forward mindset just gave me a lot of energy and made me feel really good. When I see women shift more to focusing on protein, protein aids in satiety, it helps with fullness, energy. So when we're consuming enough protein, I mean, that in and of itself can help to regulate our appetite and fuel our workouts, but also recover from our workouts, which you definitely saw with the strength training that you paired with it. I want to dive into your strength training a little bit because, I mean, you progressed so much with your strength training and you were so consistent. Can you tell us a little bit about what were you doing with strength training? How many days a week? What did it look like? Totally. So um, when I moved here to Hawaii, I started training at a gym called Jurassic Health Club. If anyone ever comes out to the island of Kauai, it's located on the North Shore and it's incredible. And I worked one-on-one with a coach there, the owner, Jake, and he really taught me sort of the basics of both safe lifting and how to do progressive overloading. And for those who aren't familiar, progressive overloading just means like increasing the intensity of your weight every week. I mean, you can't really do it every week, but it's sort of like week over week progression. And that's sort of how you build muscle. And so I had started doing that here, as I said, oh, year before I started working with Danny. And once I sort of had those basics down, I was basically doing a mix of working out at that gym with a group and then also working out on my own at the gym. And I picked up from Danny a Sadie app, which I am a huge proponent of. And I tell so many people about Sadie apps, this awesome app. She's been on your pod. She's so great. And it's like Monday through Friday, she has workouts listed for you. And there's a way to sort of like track your weight every week. So you can do progressive overloading lifts. And that app was incredible. So when we were working together, I was lifting about four to five times a week. And I think the biggest shift with strength training in my mind was that I wasn't killing myself with cardio. I mean, I was maybe doing because I was in a cut and I was looking for fat loss you know, maybe like two to three sessions on my Peloton a week, maybe 20 to 30 minutes. And other than that, I was just walking. And that was incredible to see that I didn't really need to be killing myself with cardio, that strength training and building muscle was enough. So that was just really incredible to see. And even to this day, I'm still, I'm obsessed with strength training. I'm still doing it four to five times a week. That's something I'm really consistent about. And I'm still not killing myself with cardio. So amazing. I love to hear that. (laughs) I love to hear that. Like I said, that shift from moving away from not necessarily that classes are bad. They could be great for motivation. But when you're focusing on progressive overload or trying to build muscle through strength training, I think it's really important to focus on a program or even a class, but a you know, a program that is working with like time under tension and reps versus against time, or you're kind of at the mercy of the instructor because form can go first thing form is gone and then you're rushing through it. And maybe you're not 
even on both sides. And I remember you were a very religious Sadie Active user when we were working together. And it's the best. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the berries boot camps, the orange there. There's nothing wrong with those. And in fact, you know, they get your heart rate up. It's really healthy to move. I don't think there's anything wrong with those. I think the problem, exactly what you said, is that when you go into those classes, I mean, I was back in California last month and I went to a berries class and it's like, I don't think there's any way with 50 people in a room that you can focus on form and progressive overload. Like there just isn't. And people are throwing around weights and not really thinking about the type of weight they're lifting or the intensity of it. And I just think if you want to see the results that, you know, you see from Danny's clients, it's not necessarily the best way to be working out. Yeah. I think to your point there, just in terms of like the weight selection, like the weight that you're grabbing, I don't know about you or anyone listening, but when I go to a class, I'm not lifting as heavy as I would if I'm solely focused on my progressive overload plan. Yeah. Because I'm like, am I going to be throwing this weight like all (laughs) over the place and like hurting myself? No, I want to like be safe. So it's like, you're not really lifting as heavy as you could be lifting and thus not seeing the results you could be seeing. So yeah, I think that shift from doing more of those hit type classes to doing more of this intense progressive overload training, just like that in combination with macros completely changed my body. Yeah. So let's dive into that. You came into the program, you were looking to lose body fat. What did you see over the course of the time that we worked together? What were your results like? I think when we started working together, I was sort of gearing up for we were going on like a delayed honeymoon to Tahiti. And I was like, okay, this is like a great goal to have, like lose some a little bit of fat before going on this um, honeymoon. I don't remember exactly, but I think scale wise, it wasn't a significant, you know, it was maybe eight to 10 pounds. It wasn't anything crazy. And I will say like, I am not someone who's technically overweight. I think when you're leaner, it does start to get harder to lose body fat because there's less to lose. Yeah. But yeah, so I I would say, you know, my weight loss was maybe around 10 pounds. But I think in terms of the inches lost, it was significant. Just looking at sort of my pictures from the beginning of the cut to the end. I mean, I had like significant loss. And I think Part of why the scale didn't move as much is because I was strength training, you know, I may have maintained or even gained some muscle as well. The biggest like sort of challenge with doing a cut or just doing this type of macro eating in general, and I still struggle with this, it's like not allowing the scale to kind of like rule what I'm doing. And even now I'll be transparent, like I started a cut in January and yeah, the scale hasn't been moving that much. And it's really hard for me to not let that sort of take me down like a spiral. But if you're not focusing so much on the scale and you're focusing more on, you know, like photos and measurements, you'll you'll see that your body is changing. It may just not be changing as fast as, you know, if you're doing something like the keto diet where you lose five pounds really quickly because it's all water weight. That was a big shift for me and has been a big shift for me I don't really get on the scale that often because for me personally, the scale leads to a lot of spiraling. I have like a little bit of a background of some disordered eating. So it's just like not a super good place for me. So for me, what's more helpful is looking at photos and focusing on measurements and focusing on just like how I feel in my clothes. That's like a better and safer gauge for me than the scale. I love that you bring this up because I actually recommend this for a lot of the women I work with, especially because, I mean, it's very hard 
not to be triggered by the scale or not to get emotionally tied up in the number on the scale when you maybe have a specific goal weight in mind or you know you're looking at the number on the scale and you're like why is it not dropping by x every single week and you are a brilliant example of this of you were so consistent you put in the work and yeah i think you were probably expecting a bigger drop on the scale but when you look at those photos side to side you would think that you lost significantly quote unquote more weight based off the scale but yes, you were prioritizing strength training and muscles going to weigh something. And what we want to do is focus on reducing overall body fat. You mentioned, you know, keto, you can lose fat really quickly. Anytime you go low carb, you can lose weight very quickly. And that is because carbs absorb water. So anytime you reduce those carbs, you're going to see a lot of water weight to your point. So I'm glad you say this because it's a huge, huge struggle that I see with a lot of women when it comes to using the scale. And this is why I too, and we, I know when we worked together, we were looking a lot at body measurements and photos over time. This is why I put so much weight on those versus the number on the scale. Yeah. I mean, this time around when I'm, I'm in this cut, like I'm pretty much not getting on the scale because it's just too much for me. And it's, I think if you can have a healthy relationship with it and see it just as a number and a, a piece of data then that's totally fine. But I think, unfortunately, like most women have a really troubled relationship with the scale. And so I don't think you need to use the scale in order to do this journey. Agreed. You absolutely don't. Body measurements are going to be great. And in your case, when we were looking at body measurements, that's where we saw just like every single week, they're just dropping and dropping and then the photos. So for anybody listening who's getting caught up on the scale, take this as your sign to use body measurements and take photos and assess that way. I hope you're loving today's episode. I'm just going to guess you're tuning in today because you're wanting to gain some helpful nuggets to look and feel like the best version of yourself. Am I right about that? Imagine having the body that you want and the energy that you need, all while eating your favorite foods and enjoying a life well-lived. Does that sound too good to be true? Well, my friend, it's not. That's exactly why I created the Macro Accelerator Program, my four-month one-on-one coaching program designed to guide women just like you to your most healthy and confident self in 16 weeks. This one-of-a-kind program offers you support on every level, from one-on-one coaching and personalized check-ins to live expert-led group coaching calls, from daily communication, accountability, and education, to the inspiring camaraderie of our members-only community. The Macro Accelerator has everything you need to succeed, not just for today, but for the long term. This is the exact program that's helped over 400 women ditch their dieting mentalities and reveal their most confident, healthy body yet by learning exactly how to eat for their individual needs and goals. If you're looking to lose fat, build a lean toned physique, or simply want to quit dieting and discover a sustainable way of eating with the accountability, support, and education within the Macro Accelerator program, applications are now open with limited spots available. Head on down to the show description for the link to learn more and apply or visit mindandmymacros.com. I hope to see you there. 
I want to say too, like one thing that really surprised me just going back to the scale was noticing how things like not getting enough sleep, not drinking enough water, even going out to dinner, even though I, you know, might have eaten something quote healthy, all of those things will affect your weight the next day. And it doesn't mean that you gained a pound. It is pretty hard, as you taught me, to gain a pound of weight in one night, you know, but things like lack of sleep, lack of hydration, traveling on an airplane, all of those could make you gain five pounds on the scale the next day. So that's another reason not to get like so caught up in those numbers is that those fluctuations don't really mean that much. It's looking at the data over time. Yeah. You bring up a a good point in terms of traveling and, and you travel. I mean, you're in Hawaii and you'll come over to the States sometimes. So traveling, sleep, all these things contribute to these weight fluctuations. How did our time together, just your time when you started to really understand how to properly fuel through macros and how did that contribute to other lifestyle factors that you started to focus on, if any, that also contributed to the success that you had? Yeah. I mean, I think a couple things. I think focusing on a good eight to nine hours of sleep, like that has changed my life. And I will say, like, I want to say I'm not a parent yet. So I understand that there are going to be seasons of life where that is really hard to do. But I think just as much as you can focus on quality sleep, that's going to have a huge impact in your overall health and wellness and feeling good. And, you know, I notice for me when I like really tired or haven't slept well, you know, I have a tendency to go grab sort of food that isn't going to fuel me, you know, like maybe grabbing more sugar or just kind of more mindless eating. So I just find having that eight to nine hours of sleep, if I can get it, makes me feel really great. I'd say too, like another really cool thing, you know, I have spent obviously most of our time since we worked together in maintenance. And I think just like my training in macros has allowed me to sort of have this like food freedom where I understand how I need to fuel my body. And I understand too that like I can go out to dinner and I don't need to think about what I'm eating. I don't need to, you know, make the quote right choices. I can indulge. And the next day, I don't have to be in the state of punishing myself for eating whatever I wanted. Now, when I go out to like a nice dinner and I eat whatever I want the next day, I make sure I'm drinking at least 100 ounces of water. I make sure I'm getting 10 to 12,000 steps in. I do my strength training and that's it. I think a lot of women, you know, they're kind of in this state of constant punishment. And that's really what I think up until I found out about macros, like I feel like I was constantly in this headspace of like, I need to lose weight. I was like basically always on a diet, but like not really doing anything about it. It was just this constant yo-yo of like, okay, I need to restrict. I need to restrict. I need to do cardio. But it was like with no plan of action, really. And so macros have really just been a way for me to form sort of this new relationship with food that is so much healthier, which is pretty incredible. And to your point, it kind of just triggered a thought like nutrition periodization. So the different phases of macros, you know, we went through a calorie deficit, then we did our reverse diet. And then, you know, you've hung out at maintenance understanding how to navigate through those phases and, you know, how to spend time in each of those is so important. And it gets you out of that constant restrict yo-yo dieting mindset where you're like, oh, got to lose weight. Like I'm just going to start restricting. It gives you that structure and a science-based process of actually how to work with your metabolism. So I, I love that you said that. Yeah, it's incredible. And for anyone listening to, you know, one thing that I found that was really cool 
you know, when you're doing a cut, I will say, and I, I think you and I have talked about this, like by the end of the cut, you're going to be pretty sick of like weighing your food. Like I was pretty over it. And I sort of was at this point where like, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to weigh another piece of food. I don't want to be in this like rigid sort of thinking. What I do want to say is like, you know, when I was in maintenance, like I never weighed my food. You know, I think that's the cool thing about learning about macros and learning about how to eat and eat more of like a protein focused diet is that I can just look at a plate and sort of like know how I should fill it for my metabolism and how to fuel myself. And so that that has been really cool where there is a lot of freedom in that, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to spend the rest of your life weighing your food, like no way. Uh, I am so glad that's my goal for every single woman I work with. I get questions all the time. Do I have to track forever? Absolutely not. And I actually like hope that you don't because it can be a great tool to understand your food, to understand like where your carbs, fat, and proteins are coming from, how to build your plates to your example. But then you have that foundational knowledge to just know how to build your plates, go out to dinner, know that you can balance out your day, you can balance out your week, and it's all just going to be okay. Totally. When it comes to motivation... Motivation can be hard when it comes to staying consistent and tracking. Was there anything along your journey that helped you to stay motivated? You know, I think a couple of things. As I was saying in the beginning, when I wasn't seeing like the scale move, that did sort of motivate me, honestly. It made me want to like go harder. But I will say just having the support of like you and like the group, being able to come to you and being like, I'm not seeing anything move. I feel like I'm failing. What should I be doing differently? And having you be like, just stay the course. You don't need to be eating less. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. Having just the support was really helpful. And I would say, you know, yeah, to anyone who's considering sort of one on one coaching, I think that is one of the best things about it. It's having that support, having someone you can turn to when you feel unmotivated or you feel like things aren't working and you want to give up. So that was really helpful. I think too, for me, just like the way I felt was motivating. I felt like the way I was eating was giving me a ton of energy for my workouts. I woke up feeling rested and feeling like I had energy to do my day. I mean, just chasing that good feeling was motivating for me too. I guess I didn't need that much motivation. I felt like just the progress and all of it kind of kept me motivated, which was cool. Yeah. You kind of talked a little bit about what I was going to ask you next in terms of like what other aspects outside of like the physical and aesthetic, what else did you notice by taking more of a macro-focused approach? Energy, obviously your workouts, you were able to push harder in your workouts. Was there anything else too that you kind of noticed? Yeah. I mean, I'd say energy, better sleep. Yeah. My body basically, and I will, I want to just say like, you know, for anyone who's starting their macro journey, do not expect to get your dream body in like one cut. I mean, that's just not going to happen. What's been cool is to see how over time I've been able to sort of like continue this whole journey of recomposition in my body. I'm continuing to, you know, sort of gain muscle and feel really strong. So that's been super cool. For me, honestly, the biggest thing with macros has been sort of this like more of a freedom with food. As I was saying, you know, as a woman, I feel like I've spent so much of my life just like in this sort of like diet mindset of like constantly being on some kind of diet or needing to be smaller. And I feel like 
macros in combination with strength training has made the focus now on being rather than being small and being strong, which is so cool. It's like now my focus literally is to go to the gym and I'm like, I want to be jacked. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I want to lift as heavy as possible. That is such a powerful thought. I mean, compared to being, I want to be skinny and I want to be small and I want to take up less space. You know, now my focus is like, I want to take up more space. Yeah. It's like this confidence evolution in you. Yeah. Totally. And being strong gives you like, I feel confident. Like I feel pretty cool that I can like go into the gym and go into a weight room full of men and lift weights. Like it's pretty cool. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I think it's just like, it's really shifted my mindset around, yeah, food and my confidence and my body. What advice would you give somebody brand spanking new to macros based off what you know now? What would you tell somebody who's just starting out? I guess I would say, you know, if you've struggled with sort of consistency in your diet or not knowing how to fuel your workouts or you can't lose the weight, working with a coach on macros will be a game changer for you. And you'll find like when you work with someone like Danny, a macro coach, you may be surprised that she won't tell you to go into a cut right away. I know you've talked a lot about this on your podcast where it's like, you know, they've spent years under eating. And so actually you might tell them, hey, like we're actually going to reverse diet first to repair your metabolism and get you to a place where your maintenance is at a higher calorie level. And then we will take you into a cut. But I guess I will say like, if you are going to go straight into a cut, you need to kind of think about like, what is my life looking like in the next three months? Because I will say like doing a cut at a time where you have weddings every weekend or bachelorette parties or you're traveling. It's just going to be really hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like I'm doing a cut right now. I just took a week long trip back to the mainland. I went to Vegas for work and like, you know, I did my best and I'm not beating myself up about it, but it's just very hard to do that type of consistency when you're eating out all the time or you're not preparing your own food. So that's just something to think about too, is like, look at like what's happening in your life and sort of plan accordingly. But that doesn't mean that you can't dive right in and learn about macros because that's the coolest thing about macros is like, This is the type of diet that is incredibly flexible and having this knowledge will give you the freedom to be able to travel and still make really good decisions. If you've been having trouble losing weight, you're feeling like lethargic, you feel like nothing's working, you feel like you work out all the time, but you're not seeing any results, I would highly recommend working with a macro coach and sort of diving right in because it's incredibly life-changing. And the cool thing too is like, no matter what type of diet you follow, like whether you're a pescatarian, an omnivore, a vegan, like you can apply this macros approach to the way that you eat. So I think that's very cool as well. Absolutely. I love that you said flexible because I think it can literally work for everybody because it is so flexible. And, you know, we meet you where you are and we understand your metabolic health. And then we work from there. The last question that I have for you is actually one that I just thought of as you were talking with traveling. Traveling is a big topic. And a lot of the women that I meet with for discovery calls for the macro accelerator, they're like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I travel a lot for work or I am whining and dining doctors. I'm, you know, a pharmaceutical rep or something along those lines with your travels. Because when we work together, you would travel sometimes back to like California How would you navigate those times when you're traveling? What would you prioritize? What would you pack with you? What did that look like? That's been a really cool thing for me that I learned a lot from you about 
which I do now as well. You know, if I'm going on a trip, the first thing I do is I'm like, okay, I'm going to pack my snacks. So like, I always have high protein snacks that I can eat on the go. So the stuff that I love are like, I love protein bars as long as they're kind of like on the cleaner side. I find that the ones that have like a lot of additives and like weird sweeteners like really upset my stomach. So I love like Aloha bars are pretty clean. I'll pack a bunch of those. I love clean, simple. Is it clean, simple eats? Yeah, they're protein powder. They make like individual protein packs. So I'll pack my shaker and I'll get all the travel protein powders and have those on hand. I think like Primal Eats or something makes like these turkey jerky sticks. So I just pre-pack some like really good high protein snacks and I make sure that like every day they're in my bag. So no matter what I'm doing, if I'm hungry, I have something high protein to go for. So that's one thing that I do. I think another thing I think about is, you know, what are my days going to look like? So say I'm out in California for work and I know I'm going to be doing like a lot of dinners out. So usually when you go out to eat, you can just expect, even if it's like a quote healthier restaurant, it's going to be higher fat than you would normally eat and probably higher carb too. So if I know I'm going out to dinner and I don't want to like stress about it, I mean, you can look at the menu beforehand and be like, okay, like what am I going to eat? Because sometimes like having a plan makes it a little bit easier in a moment. But if you don't want to do that and you want to have some more freedom, you know, I would just say try to eat like higher protein, lower fat throughout the day. So that could be like, you know, maybe you're having like an omelet in the morning and then maybe you're having a salad with a bunch of protein for lunch and then you're peppering in your high protein snacks and then you can like go to dinner and just like have freedom with it and not have to worry about it. And then, you know, as best you can, like when I'm traveling, I really try to focus on if I can getting in a workout. So doing my strength training, maybe like three to four days a week if I can do it. And if I can't get to the gym, then it's just like getting my steps in. And then also, of course, hydration is huge, especially if you're on the plane. So trying to get in, you know, at least 100 ounces of water, I think, especially when you're on the plane, it's a lot of water at first. But I feel like once you start drinking that much water, you like need it. Yeah, your body starts to crave it. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, so those are things that I mean, I do to this day. And they're really helpful just to kind of like keep you on track and to allow that freedom to like have fun dinners out and like not worry about it. Amazing. I've loved to see your transformation from the first time we worked together through the second time we worked together. And then now, you know, I'm still following following your journey and, and everything and just seeing the transformation in you more from like a mindset perspective has been so cool to watch. So. I'm super, super proud of you. And I hope you're proud of yourself too, because you have just like come so far in your journey, not just with the nutrition aspect, but like all of the lifestyle factors that kind of fall into place too with it. Yeah, it's been incredible. And I do want to say too, like for anyone kind of coming into this program, you know, like as women, I mean, you know, I had going into this a lot of kind of body image stuff and body dysmorphia. And I want to say like, just because I did a cut and did some strength training, like that has not gone away. Like I still have mornings where I wake up and I think I need to lose weight. I need to be more cut. But I will say eating in this way has helped me have such a healthier relationship with food and my body. And I am no longer sort of in that mindset of punishing my body and restricting my body to try to make it thinner or to look a certain way. Like I still have hard mornings, but 
I'm not in that mindset of punishing myself anymore. I am way more in a mindset of loving my body and caring for it and wanting to fuel it to be stronger rather than thinner. So I think that has been a really big shift for me. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for anyone who's starting this journey. I cannot recommend Danny enough. It's been amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you've been such a pleasure to work with both times we work together and now to see you just like taking it off on your own. That's exactly what I want to see is just knowing, you know, you have that foundation, you know how to navigate and just like own your own power now moving forward, which is amazing. Totally. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing your story and being so open and authentic and honest. And I loved interviewing you and having you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. If you listen to today's episode and you're thinking, this is what I need. Well, you are in luck. I now have applications open for the macro accelerator program. This is my one-on-one coaching program designed to not only guide you and provide accountability, but also teach you and educate you so that you can sustain results for a lifetime. Spots are limited. So for more information and how to apply, head on over to mindandmymacros.com forward slash TMA for more information. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. Until next week, keep minding your wellness.